Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. 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 The spiders. <laughs> okay. Into the spiders. The worst, worst way. Yeah. Worst way to open a podcast. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> spiders. Ugh, oh. spiders to everywhere. There's so many spiders. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. It's like universe. Imagine if the universe was spiders. Yeah, That'd well, I don't need cool. to imagine it. That's the truth. That's that's what Galileo that's discovered. That's why he was excommunicated. Right, he was like, guys, told the truth. all spiders. It's all spiders. <laughs> look, you look through a telescope, spiders. We got to get out of here, guys. all you see. <laughs> that's why, you know, the famous quote that's one small step for man, one giant leap for, oh shit, spiders. <laughs> can't stop it now! You can't run forever, kid! I can't lose one more friend. Miguel, this isn't what we talked about! You knew? You had no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. All stations, stop Spider-Man. Well, my helmet um, is full 18. of spiders. <laughs> it's kind of Apollo 18, Apollo 18 yeah. yeah. That's why we never went back. Everybody watch the documentary Apollo 18. Yeah, the docudrama Apollo 18. Yeah. Why we never went back to, to the moon. Yeah. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about uh, the newest Miles Morales Spider-Man. This is a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, um, well, what, what did you, this is, of course, doing very well. Very well reviewed. Yeah. I mean, the first um, one, you know, was incredible. Got all these, he did, did super well, got all these great reviews, won the Oscar. And this is the, man, it's already, can you, it's already been five years since that movie. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's wild. Yeah, I hate that. I, I hate, hate that fact. time. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this one? I thought this one was pretty good. I did too. Um, like I was, have notes. This was really good. Uh, it was a blast. Um, that's no denying that. I do want to talk about... So I, I have a spicy take, Tom. It's actually not that spicy because I checked the internet. And I think the internet knows this, but they don't know why. Um, my spicy take on this is this is a very good movie that's terribly structured. Yes. Uh, it is, I would argue, fundamentally speaking, and I'm, I, I, it's hard to frame it this way because it's a good movie. Um, I think it didn't have a good script. Um, and it's, it's hard to like separate those two things. It, it really, uh, I'm, I'm, ag- yeah, I agree. It feels like, and I obviously I can't say for certain until we get to see the, the final one next year, but it feels like this was one movie that they split into two. 
Yeah, I did a little research and that was in fact what happened. Mm. Or rather, they announced later in the game that they were splitting two. Um, there's some interesting things about this. One, it is it's Phil Lord, um, but um his partner didn't make the first one. Um Miller. Miller? Yeah. Uh and so this is actually kind of a new writing team, uh, a little bit. Phil Lord is the is the connecting tissue. Um I don't know if that had anything to do with it, honestly. But I, I actually took a took a stopwatch to this film, and so what what I was noticing on the internet is um, a lot of people saying this feels incomplete, right? Yeah, because um, it does. It does, and so the question, of course, is why does this feel incomplete? But for example, Infinity's Wars doesn't. Why does or Back to the Future two? doesn't i would why say why does other part ones not feel incomplete and i have an answer but i want to hear yeah my answer is because it, it's not clear what all of this is building to until about the last 25 minutes that's part of it so i i definitely want like to talk we about don't structure. we don't know what the conflict is until the last 25 minutes yeah here's what i'll say um the inciting so what is this what is this about this is about miles morales learning that there's a uh, uh, like a, a council of Ricks, a council of Ricks for, for Spider Man. Yeah, it's about him learning about this multiverse cops who want to trap him because his dad is fated to die because it's canon. They're 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 directly tackling the idea that Spider Man, and I do want to talk about this too. That Spider Man is like a set of tropes that exists in every goddamn version. Um, and this is a film about Miles Morales fighting against that, right? That is that a fair description of what this film is about? Yes. Okay. So a movie like that, the inciting incident of that movie, and what I mean by that is that's the thing that happens out of Act One. So like when you watch a TV show before the first ad break, you want to know what the episode's about, right? Similarly, in the first uh, fourth of a movie, you want to generally know what the movie is about. Uh, that that doesn't happen here. Uh, 32 minutes into the movie, which is um, the first act, which is one fourth, he's still fighting the dot guy. Um, he only actually goes into the multiverse over an hour in, 65 minutes in. That should have been the inciting incident. Um, if that is, in fact, what the plot's about, you would have Spider-Man, Spider-Man get, get into the multiverse pretty quickly you know you'd know what that's about but mm -hmm. you don't really even meet this multiverse council until over an hour in so that that to me is a problem um because act three uh it, when he starts getting chased by all of them that should really be the halfway point of a movie like this because the halfway point of a movie is traditionally when the hero has bitten off more than they can chew and there's no going back that would be that moment right mm-hmm and so what it feels like to me is that they wrote this originally as one movie and then they were writing the screenplay and they couldn't fucking fit it all. So they just said, okay, let's just stop it here. Um, and so, but they didn't change the structure no. to accommodate two movies. So my, my feeling of this movie was actually the first 30 minutes or the first hour felt like it was spinning its wheels for that reason. Cause I was like, when is like, what is this about? Like, when is the thing going to happen that mm -hmm. this movie is about? Mm -hmm. um, and I do think it suffered for that. I really do. Um, obviously, it'll do fine. <laughs> People are loving this movie. It's a good movie. But I do think structurally, that's a 
that's kind of a problem with it. Yeah, no, it really is. I think <clears throat> the reason that the movie begins with like a 10 minute prologue with Gwen uh, that establishes the count, the existence of the council of Ricks. I feel like that was added in order to excuse the fact that yeah. we don't get to that plot point. Cause that's, that's like a quick way to let us know, okay, here's what the movie's going to be about. Okay. Now we can get started so that right. you know, we don't actually get that reveal until way, way, way late in the game. So right, yeah, it and that kind of draws it out a little more. <clears throat> it does. Um, I was still enjoying it. Like on a scene to scene basis, this movie is a blast. Like every scene is great. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to cut. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so great, and I wouldn't want to cut any of it out. But like, it is a problem that I have no idea what the conflict is until the movie's almost over. <laughs> right, and so I want to I want to give another uh, example of why it feels incomplete because. So the question, why does this feel incomplete? And again, I'm not just, I, I've noticed just the internet. People are saying, this is a great movie. Why does I, I feel like kind of like, why does it feel incomplete? Why do I feel Because it is, it's like, literally incomplete. Yeah. It ends in to be continued. Well, but yes, there's more to it than that. Of there's course. more to it. Because for example, Infinity War, uh, we get arcs. We get, for example, Thanos has an arc in Infinity War, right? Mm -hmm. He he d does the thing. Hulk has an arc. Um, he can't turn. And then by the end, he uses the armor. Characters have arcs within movies, even if those movies are part one and part two. Right. I would argue they don't do arcs in this. And that's a big problem because Miles, his arc that they set up is he, he wants to tell his parents, right? Yeah. That's what it's all about. He should have done that at the end, but they actually deny us that specifically by showing it's this alternate world. Um, and it does feel like a movie that it cuts us off in the third act. Like that's what it feels like is the to be continued is actually where the third act would start in any other movie. Mm -hmm. And that's what bothers me where it felt like they cut, they, they don't give them an arc. It really feels like they cut it way late in the game. Like they didn't, they didn't do the work to make it two pieces they just drew a line in the most dramatic point they could in the script because like there there should be an arc there miles decides he's not gonna let his fate be inevitable he makes that decision mm -hmm. which you could argue is a third act like an arc except that's not set up in any way like that's not the thing that we're waiting for him to do right we're waiting for him to, to tell his parents to tell his parents yeah so Honestly, I wish they had figured out a way to have him do that, to give him an arc. Um, you could still make it a part one and part two. And that's the same with most part one and part two stories, right? All the Lord of the Rings, they have an arc within the movies, even though it's a continuing story. That's just how, how these tend to happen. And this movie is missing that. And so I think I just wanted to shout out for anybody who like felt like they were missing something. Like, it felt incomplete. I think these are the reasons why, despite it being an extremely good movie. <laughs> Can't stress yeah. that enough. Yeah. I, but I, that really stuck out to me. <clears throat> yeah, and that makes me a little bit worried for the next one, because invariably, when that happens, it kind of just makes each movie kind of lesser than what they should have been, you know? Because neither yeah. one of them really stands alone as a... Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, I think uh, this... I know people are complain about this too but if this was like a three-hour film that was complete uh that would i would maybe because my my fear is like greed that they wanted to stretch it out you know because 
this idea, like in the interviews where they're like, there's so much story, we just couldn't fit it in. My, my feeling of that is like, I don't think that's true. I think they spun their wheels a lot for the first 30 minutes. I really do. They spent like 20 minutes introducing the characters mm-hmm. doing these like flashbacks. I don't see why they couldn't have cut that down. I don't see why the, the reveal that happens at the end of this couldn't have happened at the third act. It really feels like it could have. They stretched it. And especially since the third movie is coming so soon, it comes out next March. Like it does feel like this is just, Oh, they realized the movie's too long. So um, yeah, it's given me Hobbit vibes. I I was just about to say that. Yeah. The, the reason all three Hobbit, this is not the only reason, but like the reason all no, no single Hobbit movie is like a satisfying experience on its own is because they do that dumb cliffhanger thing arbitrarily so that there's no, when the story is finally complete by the end of the third movie, you don't have that, that satisfying feeling of having reached the end of a, of a good story because it began two movies ago. Like the, the arc right. of this movie began two movies ago. So it's like, right. it, it just... Yeah. So if it, you're gonna it, plan, yeah. if you're gonna plan multiple stories, you have to go back to the structure. You just have to. Um, it, it, it's otherwise you will get that feeling where movies like this. The, yeah, and the Hobbit famously, you know, they split it up after the fact, right? Um, well, it was originally going to be two, and then they made it three, and it's like none of the movies end in a logical place, and it's just yeah, or it's, in a satisfying way. It's all yeah. un, it's so it makes each movie ultimately unsatisfying it's just in a pure storytelling experience because it you're built it's just constantly building and then the third movie ends it but doesn't have the build so it's like not the feeling you're supposed to experience when you're you know yeah the difference i would argue between the hobbit movie and this is this movie is gorgeous and uh and a good. shitload of fun yeah. and good yeah and has That's like the good hobbit emotional movie also scenes in it <laughs> like, right the hobbit movie wasn't was also not fun scene by scene. It's a scene to scene you know? basis. It's not good. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. That's why I had the little caveat at the beginning where I said, this is not the right. only issue with the Hobbit. Right. That's why. And so what I'm, what I'm actually talking about is like, if you were handed this script and you didn't know what the first movie looked like, you didn't know who Spider-Man was. Um, and I know that's a weird thing to say, but what I'm talking about is just by looking at the script as a structural screenwriting standpoint, you would look at it and go, you need to do this again. And I honestly think more movies need to keep that in mind. Like, it, it, I think it, it's leaning on the fact that it's built off of this other gorgeous thing that has a big fandom. So they feel like they can do whatever they want. I, I, I just don't agree with that. I think that this movie hurts because of that. But this is like still an amazing movie in my mind i'm just like oh you could have gotten it from like you know 95 percent amazing to 100 percent amazing if you just thought about this a little harder um because that does make me nervous a little bit because it's such a foundational thing but i want to talk about what makes this movie fucking great because uh there's more good than bad here there right for, there it's for sure is the only fucking other amazing yeah it's great the only other negative thing i could say about it is the cameos got a little exhausting yeah i, I, did, I, I didn't so, i didn't need the introduction of the live action movies into this i didn't yeah i didn't laugh much in this movie i laughed at the more human dialogue parts um the audience fucking loved it so it's like what are you gonna do you know what i mean where yeah. it's it's like 
I I also thought there was a little too much of like uh, jingling keys uh, to make everybody laugh and clap where it's like, oh, they did the thing. They all they did the meme. You know, there was a bit of that um, a bit more than I would have wanted, but everybody fucking loved it. So I don't know. Sure. It's I, I do. I have some other like issues, but I feel like the other issues I have are more personal. You know what I mean? Sure. Where it's like this is this is overall this is a movie that needs to set an example that more movies need to do right in my opinion like i want more movies like this and when i say like this i mean that think really creatively yeah, just, specifically about the superhero genre yeah the pure imagination behind this it's so comparing this movie to dr strange and the multiverse of madness we're like yeah the wildest thing they could come up with in multiverse of madness was like here the stoplight red means go you know like Right. How like really weak and underwhelming the multiverse stuff was in Doctor Strange, and then you get to like stuff like Everything Everywhere All at Once, or like this, where it's really coming from it's the fact that the movie is animated too. So the a lot of the imagination comes from it's not just like oh here's a universe where everybody has hot dogs for fingers. It's like let's try different art styles and different yeah um, ways to present animation. Um, the Lego stuff, I, I popped real hard yeah. for the Lego show. I was like, oh, oh yeah. shit, it's Lego it's Spider-Man. Like, it's like mi- mixed medium art Yes, project. yeah, the mixed like, media stuff. It it's so good. Yeah, man. It's, it's gorgeous, and it even, like, it's kind of mind-fucking at times, where at times, like, I'm just like, man, it's taking me a minute to register what I'm seeing Yeah, uh, in a good way. You know, it's overwhelming um, in a way that s- never feels confusing, um, cause there's like a flow to it. So you always kind of feel like, like the action sequences are really, you know, it, it, again, it, you've said everywhere, everywhere all at once or everything everywhere all at once. Um, it's got that where it understands that we're a generation that's a little more fast paced in our brains. Uh, and we can like follow things and we can like do quick shorthands in our minds. So like watching like the battle sequences where it's like two different art styles fighting each other and these like comic book splits. And like, it doesn't, you, yeah, you like my brain doesn't always register what's happening in the fight, but I know who's winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, it's, it's, it knows how to like walk that line uh, really beautifully. Yeah. And, and it's, I, it's one of those where it's like, I'm sure a lot of it's done in a computer uh, and it's like, I don't, I don't care. It feels like artists made this. It feels like it was made with care and with love because it was right. Yeah. It's not like when, like, it's not like what we've talked about, how there's going to be a millions of other animated cartoons that'll imitate this. Uh, and they'll, they'll just be doing it to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because one of the things about this is it's a multiverse story. And what, that's that it justifies the art form like the artwork mm-hmm. right yeah and i think a lot of other animated things are going to just like slap this on their story like we did it too and it's like yeah but it doesn't fit your story like this is earning its style through the story as well yeah exactly which is really cool yeah it's not just thinking of what different art styles we can do it's like how can we okay so how does this look on the page when we integrate it into the story and that's a separate set of of creative muscles that get flexed in this movie and it's man this movie is so cool it's just so genuinely 
just you know artful and and it's it, we we already said imaginative and creative but like man you really can't hit that hard enough like this is such a just a spark in the middle of all the really creatively bankrupt uh blockbusters that we're getting uh, a lot of the right. time currently we we talked about this with james gunn and i, I want to repeat this because james gunn is another person who gets it in my opinion is that it is wild to me wild that the genre of superheroes can be done so boringly mm-hmm. um and marvel uh, has done good but I- i'm amazed when they do bad because you look at back in like Batman, Tim Burton doing Batman, no fucking shit. Such a no brainer. Cause what they knew to do there is take a visually stunning, uh, director who has a very specific art style and give it to a story that would benefit that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that set a standard. I thought for how superhero films could, should go that they like kind of ignored largely. Um, and so, like when I when I talk about James Gunn, he understands that superheroes are they're weird. You can do weird, artistic, weird shit. Uh, you can tell very like human stories um, that are both really emotional and really outlandish because of the nature of what a superhero is. It's a it's a it's a human being. Usually, it's it's an emotional being at least that has surreal abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, it's so weird to me that there's only a handful of superhero films that are truly weird when they all are, should be weird. (laughs) Like it's, it's weird. Like let that's, uh, it's, I also have to say that Zack Snyder had an idea around that, uh, with the justice league, at least the, um, the, the, the Snyder Snyder cut, cut. Yeah. Is that when you watch that you're like oh okay he's trying to tell a story like they're gods Mm -hmm. and like it's a it's like like a fucking epic and at least that's like putting it into the perspective that you should put it or thinking about it a little harder as opposed to movies that are very fucking boilerplate that we get as well yeah it's just wild to me that they wouldn't think that way all the time um that these should be the most bizarre experimental films all the time, in my opinion. I think at least a lot uh, of the time. So it's it's yeah. it's so cool when something like this comes along. Man, I love this story. Like, yeah, I, I love yeah. these characters. I love this story. I love the way the movies look. Uh, man, I just I, I, know, have, I don't I, I don't really yeah. know. Like th- th- this movie really nails the emotional. Be even though there's not like completely realized arcs for any of the characters like the scene to scene stuff is is um really good and the performances are so good and so like the emotion is still there like you get a lot out of a lot of scenes like the scene where really good talent where yeah like where miles's mother ungrounds him that like i got a little choked up during that scene oh yeah like there's so much good stuff here um i do want to talk about yeah something they're fighting against and they they do nod to it it's part of the plot i think that had this been fit into one film it would have been more evident um but i had trouble with this which is i said on hypecast i never get sick of spider-man and that's true 
but I was feeling a little bit of fatigue here because I realized something about Spider-Man and they're because they're pointing it out is that there's only like, like six character stories with Spider-Man mm-hmm. like, and they, we've talked about it before where it's like, they, they seem to not want Peter Parker to leave high school. Um, they always have uh, one of their caregivers dying, right? It, it's, 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 it's uncle Ben or it's miles dead. Um, there's always a close friend who turns evil, the prowler or, or doc Ock. Um, there's always a love interest that it's a, will they, won't they denied the love interest, Mary Jane, or in this case, um, miles and Gwen. Um, they're always struggling with the idea that they can't balance being Spider-Man and life. They're always late. There's always an arc where someone's talking about how they're late to something. Uh, and in the end, they have to choose between saving one and saving many, which is a big super, you know, Batman Begins, not Batman Begins, um, although they probably did that too. I was thinking um, uh, Batman Forever. Like they've been doing this for a long time, right? Um, do you choose, who do you choose? You got to split between your life. And I guess I, I really felt that this time because they were going through so many Spider-Men and pointing out that they all have the same fucking things. Um, and it, it, it kind of wore me down a little bit where I was like, man, I kind of wish I got more like a different Spider-Man story for once. Cause it does feel like we've been in that stasis for a while. Did you get any of that? A little bit, but I appreciated that what they're building towards is miles breaking that loop breaking it yes um, um and the, but i also appreciated that um peter uh it, when he's talking to miles at, at one point he tells him like look bad stuff is going to happen you right. know like it's it, you 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 really can't save everybody in your life because it, that's just that's how life is like you as you move forward through it bad things are going to happen you are going to lose people um right. but that then is, he's like is, then you were also yeah. going to have there's also going to be good things that happen to you and it's about the balance and it's about you know the the how you absorb that and how it like he says the bad stuff that happens like makes you a better person so it's like i appreciated that the movie was both setting that up that idea that like yes spider-man's kind of trapped in this trope loop and like miguel who is the de facto villain essentially spider-man 2099 is like he's convinced that if you every time if you if you break the loop uh it is guaranteed that something bad's going to happen you you have to maintain the loop or else all reality is going to disintegrate right miles is coming from the point of view it's like no you don't know that but so i appreciate that they're setting that up that it's like you don't have to conform to this idea of like well i need to go through this sort of trauma or tragedy or this this thing always needs to happen in order for for me to be who i'm supposed to be but that also that they they tempered it with what peter is saying it to him where it's like the kind of the more realistic thing where it's like hey man sometimes people die like then there's nothing you can do about it Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. And I would say all the Spider-Man movies kind of touch on that. Mm -hmm. This is definitely the most polished version of that. Yeah. Um, And that's what that's why this is like so fucking good, because it's taking the stuff we all kind of know with Mm -hmm. Spider-Man and really like doing a really fucking good version of it. I, I guess what it is, is I felt it because 
like you said, the movie is addressing it. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't sort of dress them address the monotony of that because I that's how I feel. Where I'm like, ah, uh, like when it's like them, him and Spider Gwen almost holding hands. I'm like, ah, uh, come on, like that sort of shit. It's just like I've seen it so many fucking times, um, and and so there's um, kind of like a bit of emotional distance I have from it now, where I just feel less invested because I've seen it so much. Which again is the point too. Um, so it's hard to balance that. Uh, but that's sort of a personal thing. You know, I, I can see that not bothering other people as much as it um, kind of wore me down. Yeah. And I, they do good twists on it or they do variations of it, but it's all still, you know, like it's, that, that's the thing is when we talk about the beginning where they introduce Gwen and uh, Miles in these sequences and it's all kind of the same because that's the point where it's like, oh, she has this father who's a cop who doesn't know her identity. Oh, Miles has this father who's a cop who doesn't know his identity. And it's just like, it, it feels repetitive because it's supposed to be, but it still feels repetitive. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. And so like they, I wish they had made that actually louder. If they had pointed out like, yeah, it's, we're all the fucking same because that is ultimately what he's fighting. Uh, um, as well, you know? Yeah. It, I, I don't know it's 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 sort of um it's a it's tough to from a writing perspective how do you deal with that because it's i think they should have actually leaned into it a little more instead of it's there they did. i, I mean miles rejection of it is is that but like right. it's it's it it's not as overt like it's not as it's not as meta i guess it's not as like directly addressing the writing of it Right, because um, at this point it feels like it has to be a little meta, um, only because we've had so many Spider Man movies. By design, it's a multiverse. Yeah, yeah and also, but it's just how, like how many Spider Man movies have had these this plot? You know, that's what I like. I appreciated about what they were doing with um, the Marvel Spider Man with the the new ones because it felt kind of new, like they changed enough around um yeah that it actually felt like i was watching like kind of a a new continuation of peter parker's story yeah they knew they knew not to show us uncle ben again but like i think yeah you always kind of that's like the fundamental element of of spider-man um is that spider-man is a person um who always always does the unselfish thing um right and it frequently comes at great personal cost but is un- undaunting in their uh, dedication to doing the right thing. Um, so I, th- I think it's just, I, I both recognize that it's, it's repetitive because it, it, you know, but like also it's like, so, so much part of the character's DNA, regardless of which version of Spider-Man you're talking about. Like the whole point is that Spider-Man right, that's, is, that's is so I mean. selfish that he ends, ends, always ends up blowing up, his own his or her spider-man's own life because of it yeah it's a tricky thing to like uh to write around and again in the end everybody fucking loved this movie this movie's doing great it's got good reviews so i don't know if they you know it seems like they did the right thing ultimately yeah um i do and it's a, a gorgeous movie for me i guess what it is with these movies 
is that the visuals of these movies, um, and I would say this happens across the board. There's, it's so good that like, I guess what it is is without those visuals, if I was just reading the script, I don't think I would be as impressed with this movie nearly as much. Like the visuals really fucking uh, boost this film for me. Of course. I think is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, I guess is, this is the case there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that the actual story that they're telling is, is, is pretty good, but it's boosted by a lot of an amazing performances and artwork ultimately of course yeah it's a you know it's a very simple story at, at the end of the day it's it, as you know even though there's a thousands of spider-man on screen at one point um it's still a pretty straightforward story it's just that yeah. the characters are so well realized yeah like i want to talk about every uh, single one of them um oh is. yeah and i actually i really liked the escalation of uh the spot i was literally about to say i want to talk about the spot uh, jason schwartzman uh, <laughs> Spot's fantastic. He's, he's um, great. very fucking smart because that this, so I would good. say this is smart writing because they took a character that you just assume is the is villain a, of the week is a fool is the whole point is a fool and they keep him a fool. That's the thing. He's never not a fool, but he becomes a threat. And I really liked that, that idea and that message of like, you know, a fool doesn't, never write off a fool you know what because it, they can fucking yeah become a problem uh you know what uh, it, it reminded me of gaston yes gaston is yeah, a great it's like the exact thing where it starts out like oh he's he's very very funny in his first scene where he's like oh will you just let me rob you where he's trying to steal right. the atm machine um yeah. but it escalates and it gets to the point where it's like he's walking into the collider to you know unmake reality so he can get more power to use his like He's he's a villain. I mean, God, you should you should you should watch the movie before you listen to this. So I don't need to explain well, the spot is. Yeah, but I mean, if you didn't, he's a villain who has like he's just white with these spots all over him. He has interdimensional spots, basically teleporter spots he can throw and then travel through them on his body. So he's using this collider to make more of them, and it's escalated so much to that point where like Miles is saying, "I'm sorry, I called you a bad villain. You're a great villain. Please stop right. this." Like that's how much it's escalated. It's perfect. It's such because- good storytelling. Yeah. Because again, it is, it's that it's, it's sort of like showing how like ignorance can lead to truly evil mm-hmm. acts. Um, because that's what it is. He's a dumb, he's a dumb shit played by Jason Schwartzman, which is a good, good choice. Yeah, he's great. Um, and, um, and he's, he's never doing it. Like it, it feels like it's escalating in this perfectly stupid way. And I, I really like that. It's kind of the same with um, the actual villain, which is um, uh, uh, evil Spider-Man there. What's Miguel his, O'Hara. Uh, it's Spider-Man 2099. Okay. Um, yeah. Is, is that, um, was that Oscar Isaac? It was. Okay, good. Um, they, they also kind of show, like, it, it, it's kind of, this is, a, I think this is in most Spider-Men but I think they uh, they vary in quality, which is like the villain is never starts as the bad guy, right? Usually, they they sometimes they try to show a humanizing like arc for better or for worse. Sometimes it's, they don't do it well. Sometimes they do. Um, and I liked how they did him because it was the idea of like he's fighting for the reality of everything. Of right? He's not. We don't know that he's wrong. 
Right. We don't we don't we, know that Miles is right. Yeah, exactly. And so it's this idea of like his calling is a much bigger calling yeah. where you, in a different movie Miles would 100% be the villain. What makes him different from the spot? Really? Where he's fucking with the fabric of reality to get for personal reasons. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so like I I that's I don't know. That's a really cool dynamic. It is. Yeah. Um, where like, for all we know, Miles is not doing the right thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's very back to the future to the point that they also have the dark timeline, which I loved. Holy shit. That was a, that so, was a great reveal. Yeah. That I, genuinely so th- surprised me. Yeah. Um, I shout out to the directors, which there are three of, um i i don't know how like i don't know enough about animation to know how these decisions get made but like the editing and the fucking music and the reveal and the cinematography of those sequences where he goes into this hell universe where spider-man never existed he finds out that he is the prowler in that universe all that stuff the fucking the delivery of those moments um the the weight of them was Mm -hmm. so fucking felt (laughs) so good (laughs) And it was, the, again, to call out the performance of Shmeek Moore, um, who plays Miles. Um, right. We've heard him be Miles the entire movie. Like, you know, the, 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 the bubbly, funny, uh, cool kid that we like love so much. Um, and then we hear him deliver like two lines or you know, just a handful of lines as dark reality version of himself. And the difference in the performance because we've heard him be this other lovable character that we like so much the rest of the movie. It's like genuinely a gut punch. You're like, Oh no. Oh, so I think <laughs> like, it's a different actor. I'm it? looking at this. Yeah. Oh no. A different person credited. Oh shoot. Well, sorry. I was given the wrong person credit. <laughs> that's all right. I mean, that's still, he sounds very similar. Um, well, yeah, shoot. I feel uh, embarrassed about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed no, it would don't. be the same actor. Right. Why wouldn't it Why be? Why wouldn't it be? Um, it's, I guess they're doing that. I'm looking at this and there's like Jack Quaid plays Gwen's Spider-Man, Gwen's Peter Parker rather, because he doesn't become Spider-Man. So they did do like different voice actors. I will say um, I had I have to I had this critique for the other multiverse stuff and I, I just have to shout it out here. The, it, none of it makes sense. Um, why? Like, why is the multiverse different times? Like... Uh, like why is um like peter parker different ages um why is it feels like they're like the timelines are like the multiverse is also like different you know what i mean like it's a different year (laughs) and different multiverses as it feels like um it's all nonsense the difference is is that who gives a shit kind of like everything everywhere all at once where i'm like i that's not the point that's not the thing to focus on um because they're it's all to serve this amazingly beautiful film ultimately so it doesn't really matter it matters more i would say in some of the other ones that are more boring (laughs) and make me think about it more like dr strange that made me think about the multiverse more Mm -hmm. and made me go this is dumb does that make sense where this one it's just like it doesn't matter it's a fucking it's you go in this glowing anus and it brings you to the multiverse and there's this fucking eon flux spider i mean you can pull i, I want to by can, the way it i guess you can oh, just fine. pull from different timelines too you would just kind of do whenever because like i don't i don't know but i i get what you're talking about 
Yeah, my point being that it's always nonsense. It's just that this movie, it feels less nonsense because it's all... I want to talk about the Eon Flux spider and, and the fact that they embrace some of my favorite types of art styles, which is like the surrealist, brutalist, weird shit, where it's like... I keep saying Eon Flux because in Eon Flux, you get this technology where you're like, this doesn't make sense. Why would it be like this? And the answer is because it's pretty or because it's weird. Mm-hmm. And this does that too, right? Like, what what are they even on when they're being chased up into the sky on that sky train? Like, what is he, what even is that? Does it matter? I think you just described it. It's a sky train. Yeah, I guess. It's a, where is it going? I don't, I don't know, know it's, man. It's, it's a future world. We don't understand yeah. what's happening there. Yeah, but that's what I like about it, yeah. you know, is like, why do they have a weird spider doing a web to bring like, it doesn't matter. It's fucking cool. Uh, it's it, you know, like, it's clear they pulled from like anime and like, you know, a lot of different styles mm-hmm. to embrace this like surreal uh, aesthetic uh, yeah. throughout that I really fucking appreciated, spe- specifically about that, that one, like, you know, Council of Spider-Man universe. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that was really cool. Um, I really love the music in these movies and not just the score, but I also love like the, like the pop songs that they decide to bring in. It all just, oh, yeah. it's so seamless and it fits each scene so well. But the thing I wanted to call out is, and again, it's in the previous movie too, that the, the villains have a, have a, have a theme. Um, and that's not uncommon, but it's like, it's just really quick. It's like, yeah. two, it's like two bars, I think, or two, uh, I don't remember music theory, two measures, maybe. Anyway, I don't know. Um, it, but like, you know, Prowler had one that would play sort of like the shark's theme in Jaws every time he showed up in the previous movie. And it plays yeah. in this one too. But I like Spider-Man 2099s. So they like, they sort of, and it plays the first time he shows up. So it's like the music cueing you in that he's going to be the bad guy. Right. Is he has his yeah. own he has his own theme song. Nobody else does. And the only other character that did in the previous film was the bad guy. Right. That, yeah. That that was one of those things where it was like it's, I think it's just cuz we've watched enough movies where you well, see you him and you're like that's be, the bad guy. Well, and they give the it bad guy. they give it away in the trailer too. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah. I didn't watch yeah, I didn't watch any of that. But the only thing that I saw coming that bummed me out was the fact that I realized it was part 1 when we hit the third act and it wasn't a third act. No. And I was like, fuck, they're not completing this. And that bummed me out to know, um, like early. And I've seen other people say that as well, where it's like, you know, if you know structure at all and you're hitting the two hour mark and certain things haven't happened, you're like, okay, well either this is going to really suck or this is a part one. Uh, because there's no way they can wrap it up. Well, it's it was just time. it's annoying that it's like it's not even an end point. Like it ends literally in the middle of a scene. Right. Like it ends with Miles beginning to electrically charge up the chain, and it's like to be continued. It's like all right, right. And that's the thing is, it, uh, I don't think all movies need to follow this specific idea. But this is a superhero movie, right? And the big thing that'll give it away is it doesn't end on an action sequence. Um, it does an action sequence on that train, which doesn't feel like a bit big set piece. Right. Um, that didn't feel, and then there's like another like 30 minutes and it's just sort of talking and, and like exposition. And to me that definitely felt like it traditionally in a screenplay, that would be what's leading into the third act. Uh, and that's the thing It's like, so action also kind of has a rhythm to it. Action movies, and like that train sequence, that is a midpoint sequence. That is an action sequence that's not that big, 
but a lot happens. The, there's the point of no return leading into Miles finding something dark about himself, right? Or about um, that, what he thought about the people around him or, yeah. Right. And that brings us into a third act where it's like shit gets real. Uh, the real darkness sets in and then literally as he's charging up, like you said, that's when we tend to get into the final climax that completes the film. And so it's not that it feels like part one of two. It feels like 75% of something mm -hmm. where there's only 25% left. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's what makes me feels... worried for the third movie. Right. Cause it's like, Oh no, are they going to take that 25% and stretch it? Yep. Um, and that's, that's a bummer to me Hopefully because yeah, cause that is the big critique and it might, it might be bigger than people realize because it does feel like they gave us three fourths of a movie here, yeah, exactly. and that's not that's not good writing. That's just not. Um, so that's that. I don't. I don't know. I I really feel like that's a problem. I I I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to pull it off. I just don't know what the fuck. Like, are, it feels like there's going to be so much wheel spinning, <laughs> um, like in the next part. Like, for example, are they going to do the thing, like, for 20 minutes, tell us what uh, Prowler Miles Morales' life was? Because I don't need that. They you know what I mean? Like, will. Yeah, they'll probably be like, so my name is Miles, and they'll do the sequence, but it's evil. And it's, like, shit like that where it's, like, I, you know, after that's the shit that starts getting repetitive and wheel spinny to me, which is, like, you know, you don't have to spend 20 minutes explaining a character, especially not Spider-Man. Um and that's the the thing I felt in this one more than any is the the they're they're vamping they're they're stretching because they are trying to fit a one movie story into two, so Lord knows what kind of fucking literally Lord knows what kind of um, hmm. stretching they're gonna do for the sequel. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah. ho hopefully, hopefully they'll pull it off. I just you know they they did not stick the landing. They I they really didn't in my opinion. No, I agree. I think the ending was bad. I think that was a bad decision. Yeah. Um, but it's a fucking amazing movie otherwise. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. It's like having a fucking amazing meal and complaining about like one, one item that didn't taste quite well, right. You know what I mean? Well, no, it's, it's like having an amazing meal and they take it away from you before you're finished. <laughs> That's what it's like. Actually. Yeah, you're right. That yeah. is what it's like. That's what yeah. it's like. You're, you're right. <laughs> That's why it's frustrating is because yeah. it really does. They really did not mm -hmm. finish that's it. all it is is that this arbitrarily said to be continued in the middle of a story <laughs> right but again not even in the middle no nope, it's um, like wait it's like yeah when a movie would traditionally have about 20 minutes left yeah like i think the comparison is like yeah if they did um infinity wars and endgame and they split it when uh the final battle at the avengers base is about to happen right or like right when thanos like shoots them all uh blows up the base and they're like to be continued that's what it feels like to me um and i don't know make it just make it three hours because I, I i really don't like feel like there's any more than like a half hour left of this story like he's gonna fight prowler he's gonna save his dad or not you know like what more is there to tell of this story? I don't know. I really don't know. You know, it's not like, oh, Doc Brown, he's back in the West. That's a whole other movie. It's not like that. It's like, okay, there's third act. Here we go. And then it ended. 
Very strange. Very strange choice. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty angry at it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll do something. Maybe the next movie will... This conflict will resolve relatively quickly, and then the consequence of whatever it is that, that Miles do that, does, and then that becomes the third movie. If they that do that, that, no, that's that's what The Hobbit did, remember? That's true. Dragon yep. gets out, they're like, oh, no. And then 15 minutes of the first movie, they're like, that's not a problem. No, they if they do that, that's going to ruin it. Because that's then it's like, why did you do that? Why didn't you wrap up the first story? Exactly. Uh, and then deal with the consequences in the second. So, yeah, they there there better be a good fucking reason why there's two more hours of story to this, because it really feels like there isn't. I I I don't know, man. I just don't yeah, know. without without like my, ending my this story is, and starting a completely different one. That's true. Right. My fear is that it's going to be like, oh, and the spot did this now, and now we have to deal with this. Like to me, this felt like a TV show or something. Like this feels like uh, you know, like a video game or TV show where it's like there's just they keep having adventures that connect. And if that's the case, guess what? Make a TV show. Um, but you're telling a you're telling a movie, a movie story. So you know finish the story in two hours because I can't stress it enough. Other movies that have to be continued still finish the story within that movie. Right. Or at least they finish a large chunk of that story rather. Right. They, they find ways to complete arcs within it is the point. Yeah. Whereas this, not that. So I don't know. That's a problem. Yeah. But again, overall, really liked the movie. Yeah, overall, really liked it. Very good movie. Go watch it. Yeah. Um, even if you're not into superhero movies, if uh, honestly, if you're into art, uh, you know, you should watch this movie. Yeah, man. Um, that 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 sixteen oh two vulture, man. I lost my mind when he showed yeah, it up. Yeah, was amazing. That was so cool. <laughs> it was really cool. A lot of fun stuff. And I know I get what you're saying about the live action, uh, or rather about the cameos. But I do like that there was live action in it. Um, you know, I like that we get, uh, fucking Donald Glover, um, Prowler. Yeah, I also love, I love how he's performing it. Cause he did this in the other Spider-Man as well as like generally indifferent. Like he feels like he doesn't want to be in the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I don't think that's what the case is. I think that's a character choice he's doing. That's very fun. Yeah. Where it's like, he's always kind of underwhelmed in the scenes he's in. Yeah. <laughs> And that's very funny to me. So it's like, you know, I, I, I liked the f idea of live action stuff. Um, and if they are going to make a live action Miles Morales, you know, they should, you know, they should keep to that universe and you have, I think that, you know, that'll, I think Donald that's Glover maybe what there. they're introducing here is that idea. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's, I think and that's it. great. It's that these characters can cross over and that would be cool. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. That would be cool. Again, it's weird. I simultaneously felt a little fatigue and still want like 10 more Spider-Man movies. So it's like my, I'm my own worst enemy here. I have no one to blame but myself. It's true. Um, yeah. Also, Daniel Kaluuya is um, Spider-Punk. Spider really fun. <laughs> yeah. I loved Spider-Punk. Yeah, Spider-Punk uh, was pretty, pretty fun. Because they make him do the punk thing. He quits. 
Yeah. <laughs> he says, fuck this, man. Yeah. This is too much work. And he's the only <laughs> he's the only one gassing Miles up, too. I loved it. Right. Where he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. him. Don't do it. When Miles is like, what? You can't. When Miles finally starts to pull back and you hear Spider-Punk go like, there it is. Yeah. Because he's just, he's just being a snotty contrarian punk. Yeah. Like, that's the beauty of it. Is like, he's not standing for anything. No. He's just like, yeah, fuck the system, man. Yeah, you're right. Why aren't I doing this? This guy's being more punk than me. Yep. Oh, that's very yeah, funny. Yeah, he was really fun. And Andy Andy, yeah. Andy Samberg as Ben Riley was really fun, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons is in it for a I, second. I, he's in it a couple of times, but I love that in yep. every single universe, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I really... It's because so fun. I think what it is, it's kind of like... Well, he's just, they, well, he's just too perfect. Right. It's kind of like... I remember... Um, there before there were x-men movies there were like magazines would do who do you cast as x-men and um patrick stewart would win every time as professor x and so sometimes there's just one right answer you know what i mean where it's like i i don't know yeah james mcavoy he was fine but you know <laughs> there's kind well, of yeah, only it was, one yeah it was and like the, the same it was like the tim burton batman where it was like you know it was jack nicholson of course he's the joker right and it's it's sort of the same here where it's like yeah, who who the fuck yeah, else? Who else are you gonna get? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. You get him for that, and he does. He does it, yeah. and he does it. Yeah, he's too uh, perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, were there any? I'm trying to think of if there was any other like um, voices to shout out. I mean, everybody was good. Issa Rae is Jessica Drew. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, that was cool. I liked that character. Yeah, yeah. good job. Good job, Spider-Man movie. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I have anything else to I say about this. I have nothing else left to say. Yeah, fun movie. Yeah. Very fun. Can't wait to see it again. Um, makes me want to watch the first one. Makes me want to do some drugs and watch them. Do a oh, bunch yeah, no, of drugs. That's a great idea, Dave. Um, Zone the fuck out, man. Yeah. Well, let's let's. Why don't you go ahead and tell them some stuff so we can get get started doing that. All right, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y, unemployed. Uh, you go on there for $5 a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spiel Boys. We also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Sometimes we'll watch TV shows starring Jesse Ventura and um, fucking uh, Roddy Piper. Sometimes we'll do that. Not always. Sometimes we'll watch American Gladiators. Yeah. Not always. The point being that our Patreon has a lot of stuff. We have custom podcasts as well, custom we just watch. So check that out, will ya? Yes. Um, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlanEmployed.com where you'll find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your little web-slinging peepers onto that. Yeah, your spider eyes. Your spider <laughs> eyes. Your hideous spider, spider eyes. eyes. They didn't fuck with at least there was not one like hideous spider in that universe. And honestly, I mean, it's like that onion article. Like uh, there should be a lot more Spider-Men that are just like Grotesque. horrifically mutation. Yeah. yeah they're just Jeff Goldblum in the fly. Yeah. I just like puddles of blood. I want puddle of blood Spider-Man. It's just a puddle that screams. What about Puddle of Mud Spider-Man, where he just screams Ooh, Puddle of Mud too. songs? <laughs> Both Either way, it'll stop villains in their tracks. It's true, villains yeah. will see that, and they'll be like, I want to change my life. Yep, I'm, I'm returning these purses. Yep, 
This is not. This is not good. <laughs> Too much. Here you go. Here you go, my good sir. You may have your wallet back. Yep. I'm just going to go to jail. I'm going to walk myself I, to prison. I feel safer there, yes, to be honest. Yes. Lock these doors, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's not in jail? A puddle of mud Spider-Man. That's true. That's, That's what's true. not in jail. But yeah. he could be. He can leak right through those bars. You're, <laughs> you're never safe from puddle of mud Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>